Welcome to Openly Spoken, the self-development and self-love podcast where you get to learn through the open sharing of stories. I am your host, Celia Antonio's self-love and self-care mentor. I also like to call myself a quantum self-love coach, a spiritual healer, and a self-expression enthusiast. My guests and I cover topics around spirituality, womanhood, healing, business, love, relationships, and more as we open up and share about our life journeys. My intention with Openly Spoken is for this podcast to be your guide to empowerment, self-expression, and living a life you're absolutely in love with. I am on a mission here to create a world with more embodied, empowered, and fully self-expressed women because I believe that will change the paradigm of this world. And in this podcast, this is one of the ways that I get to support you. I invite you now to set an intention, open your mind, and surrender to the transmission you're about to receive. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's dive into the episode. All right. Okay. I'm just, I'm just taking a little moment. <laughs> I always have to do that too. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the Openly Spoken Podcast, where we talk about the real and raw messy middle of business and life transitions and how self-love can help you make it through. Today on the podcast, we have Sarah Ray. I met Sarah on Instagram and we actually recorded an episode together for her podcast, Spiritually Inspired. And our episode was part of this series that she did called Awakened Stories, where Sarah has guests share about her spiritual journeys. And it was a really fun episode. So I'll link that in the show notes below. Uh, Sarah Ray is an author, a podcaster, a healer, and she is on a mission to help modern mystics incorporate their unique brand of spirituality into their daily lives. I really love how on your website, Sarah, how you have something about like spirituality isn't one size fit all. So yes, love all of that. (laughs) Sarah does uh, tarot readings. She teaches meditation and she combines crystal healing with Reiki for her clients. And today, Sarah is going to share with us how she uses Reiki and crystals in her business. So get ready to get the witchy vibes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. It's it's cool also to like get to chat again. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I enjoyed our chat so much last time and I've been looking forward to chatting with you again. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's start by you telling us, <laughs> tell us the story about how you became to be your own business owner. What were some like ups and downs in that journey, some learning lessons, all of that like juicy stuff. Yeah. So my entrepreneurial spirit, I think was born in my very first job, which was McDonald's. And I worked there for like five years. And um, at the time I was a vegetarian vegan and I morphed into a vegan. So I I wasn't eating anything. I think that helped a lot. So I really do have a soft spot for McDonald's, not necessarily because their food is delicious or whatever, but because it just taught me a lot about work ethic. And at the time I was working for a really, um, an underdog story, I guess his name was Oscar. And he told me about how I had the spirit and how he would like want, he wants to help me grow. And like, I, he could teach me to be my own boss and do all this sort of stuff. And that really just like lit a fire under me. And I was like, wow, I can 
be in charge, that would be really amazing. And I learned really quickly how not fun it is to not be in control of your own work schedule. And I, Mm -hmm. I have learned this more over the last 15 years, as I've been in the working force that having to quote request time off is my least favorite thing in the whole world. Like I'm not requesting it. I'm telling you, I'm not going to be here. So that's a whole nother thing, but yeah. So when I was a teenager, when I was 16 at my first job, I realized that that was no, there was no other way to work other than for yourself. So that kind of sparked the fire. But as far as my actual business goes, um, this is, I realized yesterday, actually, this is going into my eighth year of working on my spiritually inspired brand, which is, I know it's (laughs) freaking crazy. So I started it in college, mostly because I realized that I had always loved writing and I always loved creating and being creative. And I was like, why did I ever stop doing this? Like, I want to be my own boss. I love being creative and I love writing. Mm-hmm. There we go. There's the answer to all my problems. So mm-hmm. I've been doing this for a long time and it's kind of morphed from there. And it's just really, I can't imagine doing anything else. There's nothing else I've ever been passionate about. And I've worked in a lot of different corporate world jobs. I've, I was a debt collector after McDonald's for five years. Um, so that was just really oh, disheartening. Wow. And that was freaking horrible. I hated that. Um, and what it was a, like, what a shift too, like oh. from McDonald's to debt collector. <laughs> Yeah. And what's sad is that it was medical debt collection. So I was talking to people when I felt a lot of empathy for them because I've always been empathetic and I've always had Mm. mediumship abilities. So I've always kind of just had that connection with them. And so it was really hard to be like, I'm sorry that you are literally on your deathbed right now, but you owe the hospital $70,000, grab your checkbook. It was really hard. And yet I did that for a really long time. And um, then I worked at Hilton for a while, which I loved actually. And I also worked for Zillow and I had a paper route for a while. So I've done all sorts of things because nothing was ever satisfying. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I just, it, it, I, it was really hard for me to care about anything else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's nothing else sparked my fire other than not only working for myself, but also being in a creative, spiritually inspired business, not to be a little too cliche about my own name, but <laughs> <laughs> like that, there was nothing else I really cared about. Yeah. So you started as a blog in college and when you were at that time, were you, were you working at a job and you were kind of like doing the blog on the side? Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't finish my college, my four-year college degree, um, because I decided I wanted to go all in on Mm -hmm. that. Um, nice, which I, yeah, you know, I I love that decision, but it wasn't first off, I wasn't all in because I was still working at other jobs, but, um, it mm-hmm. was something that I wish I had I had the knowledge back then that I have now, because it would have made a big impact, but you know, mm-hmm. say lovey. <laughs> can, can I ask what you were studying? Yeah. I was studying communication. Oh, okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that goes, that goes along with like what you're doing kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to go for, um, like tourism and travel. Cause that's something else I'm really passionate about, which is actually how I got to working with Hilton. And mm-hmm. I did that for a long time, um, that I really loved and I really enjoyed it, but I left for some personal reasons and it just wasn't working out. Mm-hmm. So I thought I was going to do that, but it always came back to writing. That's like the core of everything that I do is writing mm-hmm. on top of healing too. working with my clients is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally relate to you. I love to write too. Yeah. And, I remember um, you telling me that in our podcast yeah. episode. Yeah. <laughs> And then also what you said about like requesting time off, I'm sure that even happened at Hilton, even though Hilton is like vacation travel, like that's the vibe there, but I'm sure you still had to like 
request. Uh, oh, I do not miss that. <laughs> no, no. And I was actually, I was the assistant general manager, so I didn't really have to request time off, but I was also okay. working like 70 hours. So I didn't really get time off anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just a horrible notion. You know, they say we're yeah. all about work-life balance, put in your requests. Like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm not going to be here. Like this is my life. And I've seen a real shift in this out in the world since the pandemic started. I'm sure Mm -hmm. you can relate to that a little bit where it does seem to be getting better for people in the workforce, but it's still not ideal. Yeah. Yeah. And then also uh, for me, something I did a lot for work was waitressing. Oh yeah. And uh, with time off when you're in that industry, like you have to work on Christmas Mm -hmm. and you have to work on like Thanksgiving, like you can request it off, but it's like, a huge maybe. <laughs> right. And they really don't care. You know, they, they go- don't care. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. When I was debt collecting, they always said that your time off request would be approved based on quote business needs. And mm. I was like, I don't care about the business needs. Like yeah. I need time off because, you know, I don't want to work for the, my, the rest of my life. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I know we're going off topic off of some of the questions, but my brain is kind of bubbling now. Like, no, that's I'm, okay. I'm- <laughs> this is something I'm actually really passionate about is helping people kind of realize that it doesn't have to be this way. Yeah. And I know this, that's what you do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So like what's coming up for me is like, I'm curious if you have some sort, if you've thought of like one day when I have an assistant or a team, or I don't know if you have that already, like, how are you going to go about their schedule and time off. Like, have you ever thought of that? Or oh yeah. Ideas? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, when the time comes, when I do hire an assistant, uh, it's just going to be freelance. So just, I don't care when mm-hmm. you work, just get what needs to be done, done. And yeah. you're your own person. Yeah. Um, maybe one day if there's like a t- an actual team with like hourly yeah. pay, maybe someday, maybe that'd be a little bit different, but I haven't mm-hmm. thought quite that far in the future, but more in my immediate future, as long mm-hmm. as the freelancers are getting what needs to be done, done. Yeah, I don't yeah. care when they work. They can work at 2am for all I care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that. That gives like that freedom. Right. For sure. <laughs> all right. So let's dive into the juiciness of yeah. Reiki and crystals. So how do you currently use both Reiki and crystals in your business or like, what do you use it for? Yeah. So, um, well, first off, I, I use Reiki and crystals in my own personal life and my own personal practice every single day. And while that doesn't necessarily tra- immediately translate to business, it does eventually bleed over, you know, because your good mindset, your good heart centered mm-hmm. alignment space does bleed over to everything else that you do. So I think that's the biggest one is that I practice Reiki on myself every single day. Um, the times vary. Sometimes it's in the morning, sometimes it's in the afternoon or the evening. And I, but I do do that every day. Um, it doesn't, I don't always feel called to work with crystals, um, like on a day-to-day basis. Normally what I do is I set an intention for a crystal and mm-hmm. then that sits where it's meant to sit, whether that's either in my home office or at my cubicle office or wherever else. And that helps work on that intention on my behalf. So I don't necessarily have to sit with it every single day. So, um, I have not tried doing Reiki, like on my business tasks. I've been told by other Reiki practitioners that uh. they like send a Reiki into their business tasks, which I think is really interesting because cool. energy knows no distance, yeah. right? It's an interesting concept mm. where like, Oh, I'm going to Reiki my calendar or I'm going to Reiki my website or whatever. And 
I love that idea. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But typically what I do is I set crystals with intentions to work on certain things. Like for example, I have an amethyst right here on my desk that helps me be clear and um, clear-minded and I have a pyrite as well. And all these are like kind of sitting right here with intention to help support me while I'm working on my business. Yeah. I have crystals behind me. I know. I see them there. They're beautiful. So I'm like, (laughs) yeah, but I'm, I never set intentions with them. Um, they're just kind of there. Sometimes when I remember about them, like I'll take one and put it in my pocket when I go for a walk. Yeah. But like, I usually only remember to work with them when I'm feeling anxiety. Ah, so it's (laughs) like your higher self knows. Yeah. When I'm like feeling something where I'm like, oh, I need help. (laughs) Then I remember my crystals. Otherwise I don't, but. They're still working with you though on, on your behalf. Cause then um, you're sitting at your desk right now and they're behind you. So they're always there with you and they're sending you their energy. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you first, um, discover, let's start with Reiki first. How did you first discover Reiki and what were your, what were your, like your initial thoughts when you first learned about Reiki? Yeah. So Reiki let me backtrack a little bit. I've been in the spiritual space, like I mentioned for like eight years now. So it just kind of Mm -hmm. over the last three ish years, maybe, um, it kind of just slowly started popping up. Like this word just kind of sort of slowly started entering my vocabulary a little bit more at a time. And eventually I was like, what, I don't really understand what this is. I think on a soul level, I understood what it was. Like it was familiar to me because I believe in other lives, I have worked with Reiki energy and I also believe that it's part of my purpose. So my soul already knew what Reiki was Mm. when I came into this life. So it it was weirdly familiar and yet I didn't know what it was. So I um, took my classes and I became attuned to Reiki master, which is essentially Reiki level three uh, out of three levels. And I learned as much as I could about it. I consumed all the books, like kind of like rampantly, (laughs) but that was only like within the last year. The first couple of years was more just like it coming up here and there and kind of gradually being calling for my attention more and more until I eventually just dove all in with it. And it's really a beautiful thing. I I love Reiki because anyone has the ability to work with it. Similar to crystals. Crystals are the same way. Anyone can work with a crystal. Reiki is a, a, I guess a tad different because you do have to be attuned in order to do it for somebody else, but you don't necessarily need to do that to work magic on yourself. Mm. And I just love that about, I love how accessible it is and you don't need anything else. And it's Mm -hmm. just so it's so universal and it's easy and it's powerful. So it was just all about it. As soon as I started learning more about it, I could not get enough. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's cool that you were open to it right away. Cause when I first learned about Reiki, to be honest, I thought it was bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Healthy skepticism. Yeah. But, um, at, there was like this one time where I was teaching at a healing center. I was teaching yoga at a healing center and the owner did Reiki and I was telling her my frustrations about a doctor's appointment I had where I had like lower back pain and I had all the uh, symptoms of a UTI, but the doctor told me I was fine. Like after mm. doing all these tests, they're like, you're fine. You're perfectly healthy. And I was just like, so mad. I'm like, Western medicine sucks. I know, <laughs> especially <laughs> towards women. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Don't even get me started. <laughs> I know. Right. Like, let's not go down that path right now. <laughs> So I told her that and she was like, uh, after, after your yoga class, uh, do you want me to do Reiki on your lower back? Like I'll do it for you for free. And I'm like, 
all right. Like I had been at, by that time I'd been doing yoga for like three or four years. So my mind was open. So I was like, I'm just going to be open to this and let's see what happens. And I swear to you, all my symptoms were gone right after. Like, I believe it. I had no pain. And I was like, what is this sorcery? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is like sorcery a little bit, um, especially when people don't necessarily understand what it is. And then they get, they receive a treatment. They're like, whoa, what is this? And it's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Really is incredible. And my fiance too. He's a very like, he's skeptical about everything. And he has a similar story with Reiki. So if anyone's listening who feels like, nah, I'm not going to do that. Like stay open, keep your mind open. Absolutely. I <laughs> find the things, <laughs> right. And I find the things that we immediately say no to, and the things that we resist the most are what we need the most and what influence mm. us the most. So if you're yeah. really like anti Reiki or anti crystals, that probably means that you need Reiki and crystals. Yeah. I love that. That, that also brings up for me, like when something triggers you like, Oh yeah. Sometimes that's like a little <laughs> mm-hmm. very similar. Yeah. It's like, Hey, pay attention to me, please. <laughs> uh-huh. So when did you first discover, uh, crystals? Oh yeah. In college around oh. the time when I was starting to figure out, um, that I wanted to write for a living and I wanted to own my own business and be creative for a living. I had a girlfriend at the time who was living in the downtown area by where we were going to college. And she was like, I found this really cute little store. Come look at it. And that store is still open. I still live in the area and oh, um, that's, cute. yeah, that store is still open. It's called mind body spirit. If you're in the um, central Minnesota area. You should go there. It, it just was a metaphysical store, had a bunch of crystals, a bunch of incense and books and that sort of fun thing. Like your general metaphysical store. But to me, it was like heaven on earth. I had never been into a store that was like that before. And I swear like every day I would go and I would just like pick one or two crystals and I'd, I would bring them home with me and I would read up all about them. And I couldn't get enough of them. I would carry them in my pockets and I would make like little sachet totes to bring around with me. And, um, a couple years after that, when I was uh, living in Colorado, yeah, like, like three years after that, um, I decided to sign up for a crystal healing certification course which I have recently actually retook because they updated a bunch of it and I already had access to it. So I retook it recently. Um, and I learned way more about like the scientific explanations behind it, which has really helped me in my business better explain to people like why crystals Mm. work and why you're attracted to this sort of one and how it all fits in to the spiritual practices of life. And so it was, it wasn't quite the same as Reiki was definitely more like, I am interested in this and I need it right now, as opposed to Reiki, where it was just kind of like slowly building up over time. Mm -hmm. So with the training that you've learned, did you figure out any like common misconceptions or maybe misconceptions that you had that you saw were Mm -hmm. like, not true. <laughs> oh yeah. And I think you already touched briefly on one where it's, they don't work right. Air quotes, yeah. um, yeah. the skepticism. And I don't know if that's necessarily a misconception, but the skepticism is healthy and important. You should definitely have healthy, mm-hmm. se- healthy skepticism. Right. But I think the biggest thing is people don't realize that it's more of a mind thing. You need to be open to it with Reiki and crystals. There's energy in general. You need to be open to it in order to receive it. And if you're not open to it, if your mind is telling, there's mental blocks there. If your mind is telling you, no, 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 it's not Mm -hmm. going to work for you. You're not going to receive anything. And people think that, um, you it's a cure all. Um, I'm sure you've heard this as well, where they, 
they think it's going to be the answer to all their problems. And it really isn't. It's a tool. It's complimentary. And mm-hmm. I have never, ever, ever been an advocate of disregarding modern medicine and only going for holistic practices. They're considered all complementary, not alternative in my world. Mm-hmm. And I've actually known women who, you know, have gotten cancer because they didn't go to the Western medicine. They only ever went to their Reiki practitioners and mm-hmm. it didn't really work out well for them. And it was, it's hard because it's like, you can't disregard all the things that we already have in life. And yeah. in my, as far as modern medicine goes and only in favor of energy healing. So those two things I think are the biggest misconceptions that mm-hmm. they're kind of like giant ends of the spectrum, right? Like one where it doesn't work at all or two, where this is all I need. You got to mm-hmm. kind of be right in the middle where yes, this is a complimentary medicine, but I, there's no shame in taking Excedrin when you have a migraine, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing. So do you have any, like, um, maybe like, a specific journey or time in your life where you worked with one crystal consistently? Yeah. Oh, I wish I had it within my reach. I don't know if you can see it, but it's, it's back there. <laughs> I see it's some, my, some things over there. Yeah, yeah. It's a really big piece of labradorite. It's, it's like, I swear it's like the size of my face. My husband got it for me and it's for, um, psychic skills and like psychic development and kind of connecting with other worlds and protection as well. Um, and I've worked with that crystal for a really long time and it's big enough to where I can like comfortably sit with it, but it's also really big, like sits in my lap and I just love it. So I've been working with that one for probably like five years now and I don't hold it as much as I used to, but it definitely is always within my vicinity. And I Mm -hmm. feel as though a lot of my psychic skills and intuitive abilities have opened up because of that particular piece of labradorite. Mm-hmm. Is that also, is that your favorite crystal? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I have several pieces of it. There's a lot of close seconds though. It's yeah. like picking your favorite child. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't, I'm not a mom yet. So I don't know that yet. I've had pets though. And I can't pick my favorite pet. <laughs> right. Exactly. I only have one child, so it's, she's my favorite. <laughs> I'm curious too, what are you currently manifesting and are you using, uh, crystals or Reiki or both to help you with that? Yeah. Yes. Crystals are everything. So I'm, <laughs> I, yeah, I do a lot of intention setting with my crystals and I infuse my intention with them and then they sit in my space and they kind of just help radiate that energy. So what I'm currently manifesting right now is just the next level of my business to where I can finally take it to, you know, tripling the income that I have right now and making it so my husband doesn't have to worry about working anymore and and these sorts of things. And I can set up funds for my child as she grows and this sort of thing. So that's what I'm currently manifesting is the next level up in my business. And I do this a lot. My favorite manifesting method is scripting, um, where you kind of like write out your whole life. You're narrating your whole life in the present tense. Uh, like, oh yeah. I, yeah. Like Love I that. wake up, <laughs> yep. I wake up and I see all my dream clients and they are happily coming back to me every week. And, uh, it's easy for me to book clients and these sorts of things. It's kind of a, a, a cross between affirmations and just journaling. Mm-hmm. So I do that most days. And I also like to draw the Reiki symbols on my journal pages because they're the power symbols and they just feel, mm-hmm. feel good. And I, you can infuse Reiki into that page as well. And it, kind of sends it out like a giant radio signal out to the universe. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. It sounds so beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> it is beautiful. I love it. I love Reiki. It's so cool. Everyone should learn. <laughs> You're also like lit up by talking about it. So oh, I love thanks. that. <laughs> it's because I know it's going to happen. 
Yeah. I know what's happening. That's the way to manifest. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So now that you've had this like eight years of experience in spirituality and like you've taken your little blog that you started in college to like everything that it's blossomed to now, is there any advice that you would give your younger self? Oh my God. Yeah. The first thing that came to my mind is something that I'm super passionate about. So I don't want to like seem angry or upset, (laughs) but like it's literally don't go to college. But what I actually Mm. mean is spend your college money more wisely. Um, Mm. Because there's a lot of pressure on young kids that are 18, 19 years, not even like specifically 18 years old to immediately know what they're supposed to do and immediately go into a horrendous amount of debt. And they're Mm -hmm. told, oh, the first two years of college are like grades 13 and 14, which is BS in my opinion. Like, why aren't we getting to that level in high school? That's totally a different, a different rant, but there's that. And then they're also told that it's normal to change your major six times. So you're in school Mm. for so long and it's, these things are just horrible. So I would tell my younger self to just wait on college and spend your college money more wisely. There's no, nothing wrong with going to college. It's great. Everyone needs higher education. I really value education, but Mm -hmm. you do need to be wise about it because it's not only a huge commitment mentally, but it's a huge commitment financially. And you want to make sure that you're the debts that you're paying off. Or if someone like in my really fortunate instance, my great grandfather opened up of, um, 529 for me when I, before I was even born, like when my my mom was pregnant with me. So I had college money that I essentially wasted because I didn't do what it is. I I didn't learn what I ultimately wanted to learn. Mm -hmm. And there's no shame in just being slow about it. You know, Mm -hmm. so I like to tell everyone that's listening, especially if you happen to be like, 18 years old or 19 years old, just don't rush it. There's no rush to go to college. Yeah. I definitely felt the same as you did. Like after college, um, I waitressed through college because, Mm -hmm. um, I was born in Germany. So my immigration status at the time, I couldn't apply for loans. So I had to like pay tuition and cash, Oh my gosh, which sucked because like I was either always at work or always at school. Like I had no time for social life. And I remember being like so pissed off about like, why did I listen to this story of like, go to college? But um, I like, I would invite maybe you or someone listening to like, really look at it and see like, maybe that was what I needed at the time or like, look at what that led to or look at like what you did learn out of it. Like, because I'm sure, I'm sure you didn't completely waste your time. No, definitely not. And And I uh, do believe that without that time in my life, I would be somewhere totally different. And I did have the time to go study abroad, which was the most incredible experience, like definitely up there. Like it was probably birthing my baby and then studying abroad. (laughs) It was incredible. (laughs) They're both up there. And I met my husband in college, although I also believe that we probably would have met in another way, but (laughs) (laughs) so there definitely were a lot of really positive things that came from it. I just wish that I had given myself permission to actually study at an academic level, what was interesting to me, not what I was told I needed to study like communication. Like I knew I wanted to write and yet I didn't study writing and I knew I wanted Mm -hmm. to be an artist and yet I didn't go to art school. So why, why Mm -hmm. did I do that? Why did I go the practical route? Because I didn't give myself permission. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I feel that's that. a, <laughs> that's a big topic. You know, I, I actually yeah. talk about it a lot with my husband cause he's kind of in the same boat where he feels like he wasted his time and money at college. And 
Yeah. Of course, there's a lot of things that were positive that came from it, but it is like a lot of regret as well. And I can't Mm. deny that. Yeah. I think there's also something positive to be said about like having something to do at that age though, because. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Otherwise we would have been like clubbing all night. Yeah. Gone down a good path. So. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of self-awareness needed. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for taking this time to be on Openly Spoken today. And where can my listeners find out more about you? Thank you um, so much for having me. Yeah, you're yeah. welcome. I hope I didn't discourage anyone's college dreams. <laughs> just <laughs> just do it with purpose and just make sure you're ready to take the commitment. That's the final word I'll say about yeah. that. Yeah, and like connect with yourself and know yourself. Yes. Yeah, I think that's the key. Yes, <laughs> I would agree, especially if you're at that tender age. <laughs> so you can find me at spirituallyinspired.co. And by the time the end of February comes around, February, 2022, I'll have free Reiki shares available. Um, so if you go to spirituallyinspired.co slash Reiki shares, multiple with an S Reiki shares, uh, you'll be able to sign up for the next one and you can join me on zoom and with other people as well. And while you can receive distance Reiki from me for free, it's no cost. It's just sharing the love of Reiki. And I hope I can see you there. Awesome. Thank you, Sarah. Yes. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Openly Spoken. I know that there's an abundance of content online, so I really appreciate you giving me your ears today. If this episode shifted something for you, please share this with a friend and slash or write us a podcast review if you're listening to this on iTunes so that more people can find this. If anything shifted for you from this episode that you want to have a conversation about, I would love to hear from you. Just send me a DM over on Instagram at selfexpressedbabe, and that is in the show notes. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.